I'm also tired. Kelly's got me on this running program. Wow. It's like... New Year's resolution that's made it into February? I'm amazed. I know, right? If you don't miss any of their runs in any given week, you get a gold star. But if you miss one run, you get a silver star. Oh, your refrigerator is going to be multicolored. And I will be goddamned if I don't get my gold f***ing star. I know I'm being manipulated, but it's working. And I don't know how to feel about that. I guess I'm, like, better at running. But at what cost? So how are you doing, Rule? Good. Just dealing with the perpetual plagues that go through the house when you have children. Like, our generations got, like, shafted by too many things. Like, like I remember when we had, like, our first kiddo, like, Zika virus. I'm like, I gotta, like, avoid mosquitoes or else we'll have, like, this deformed pinhead child. What are you talking about? Like, I've never heard of this before. Why are you throwing this at me now? Don't you wish you could go back to just avoiding mosquitoes? I'm, I'm, I'm like, I've already got, like, like three recessions under my belt. And I don't need something else. Come on. Yeah, no, it's just, it's fine. Every couple of years, the stakes just double. I know. And it's so, it's can just... stop, please? Let's do this! Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today is Thursday, February 2nd, 2023, and we're your hosts on the pod, Zach Mayer and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hi, gentlemen. Hi, gentlemen. Correct. And this, dear listener, is Quest 285. We are creeping towards the big 300. What are the best crossovers? What were the best crossovers? Past tense? Whichever. Gentlemen, we have got a Slack thread full of crossovers. You can go in blind. You can cheat and read the thread, but this one, I and a close friend of mine put a lot of time into figuring out. A lot of time into it. So, um, I'm fucking excited. All right. I'm I'm looking for the, for the Slack thread. Oh, wait, I see it. Oh, yeah. Dig it. So, okay, here's the ground rules. There's one. The crossovers can't be from the same franchise. So, you know, when Captain Kirk met Captain Picard, that's not a fucking crossover. When Superman uh, met Batman, despite being an amazing animated movie called the, what was it, World's Finest? Doesn't count because they're both DC. Avengers doesn't fucking count. That's the deal. That's it. That's the one rule. The dealy yo. Where is this threat? <laughs> Greatest crossover in Slack. This is not that hard. It's from December 6th and the QQ Quest topics. There you go. That's so much better. Like, I see January 26th. I'm not going to, like, scroll backwards. No, who would do that? That's crazy people behavior. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start us out. We'll uh, we'll do the classic go around the horn. I am going to start us out with one of my personal favorites ever, which is when Futurama crossed mm-hmm. over with Star Trek TOS. <laughs> Zach, come on. At least you've seen this. I mean, are you talking about when, like... They did the uh, the God Gas episode of Futurama. Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's... I don't know. I, I don't think this counts. What do you mean this doesn't fucking count? How the fuck does that not count? Okay, so like establishing the whole Futurama universe, it's like it's like our timeline, right? And it's like everyone, everyone there, it's it's like they're playing themselves, right? It's like Nimoy and. 
Yeah. Whatever. The whole, the whole pick cast were heads in jars, and yeah, they yeah, get so, all new bodies from the you know omnipotent cloud being. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's still it's it's like they're 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 the pop culture references in a shared universe already. It's not a crossover. It's just, it's just like, oh, what about the crossover with the Beastie Boys and, and Futurama and Bender, or what about the crossover <laughs> with Richard Nixon? I mean, it's it's kind of weird because it it's it is pointing itself to things that are already there in that universe established so but it's, it's not the, like crossing the real over. actors embodying the real characters i mean it's cosplaying but it's the real actors and the real characters how can you how can you not count it's it a, it's a guest appearance it's not a crossover oh so i'm sorry beck didn't I, cross over with bender that was a guest I, appearance i mean i guess so <laughs> I, I feel like the line between guest appearance and crossover is blurry at best. I'm thinking of like uh, people. Do you guys watch like Brooklyn Nine Nine? No. Or New I, Girl? No. Anything? I, I know that those are things that my wife watches. I've heard they're <laughs> <All right>. good. <laughs> so Brooklyn Nine Nine is hilarious. It is a hundred percent propaganda, but it's my favorite comfort <laughs> propaganda. Oh yeah, it's, so, it's, it's the funny one, right? Yeah, it's very funny. Um, Lonely Island guy, what's his name? Um, Terry yeah, Cruz. It doesn't matter. No, uh, Andy Sandberg <laughs> yeah. is uh, is hilarious. Anyway, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine and New Girl had a crossover for like twenty seconds, and they call it a crossover, but it was just uh, Zoe Deschanel being accosted by Andy Sandberg in a scene in Brooklyn Nine Nine, and it gave us one of the so, best meme templates of all time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, people call that a crossover. It was a guest appearance for sure, but like, where's where's the line? What's the differentiating? What's what's the criteria that makes I'm gonna, I'm them gonna different? Pick, I'm going to pick then the crossover with the prices right then because apparently Bob <laughs> Barker was on Futurama, <laughs> so that I would pick that over. I would I would have given you Happy Gilmore. Okay, I would have given you that one. The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> maybe maybe we just gotta say Futurama and The Simpsons don't count. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, <laughs> because and Futurama, they've crossed over with fucking everything. Well, and, and Futurama and The Simpsons actually crossed over with each other, but I don't know, you could argue the graining verse, the same way Disenchantment has Easter eggs from all over all the graining shows, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't count it as a crossover. Sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, <laughs> I mean, there were so many good references, in especially Futurama, from a lot of different sources. Just so many. <laughs> so, the, um, again, like, references are one thing, guest stars are one thing. This was the entire cast of the original series, minus Welshie. <laughs> Welshie! <laughs> Doing basically a Star Trek episode. I love it. Fuck you, it counts. You know what? You know, usually, really, we go to you second. Fuck that. We're going to Zach second. Zach. <laughs> Damn, a crossover. Oh, man. And you can cheat and use the list. Well, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is probably in your list, and that's Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, <laughs> as far as crossovers, successful crossovers go, it's like Smash Brothers and... Um, I guess Kingdom Hearts is guess, uh, it has crossover stuff. One okay, at a time, dude. These are some wait, heavy hitters. Wait, 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 oh, wait. Well. But, but like, how how can um, I, I guess like how broad of an umbrella? Because if you're saying like something like the Avengers is in a crossover because it's DC, I guess. Well, I guess maybe something. <laughs> Avengers things, is Marvel, bro. Marvel, whatever. Marvel. Um, 
I mean, I guess like I guess the original Smash Brothers, that one was all Nintendo stuff, right? It wasn't until like maybe like the second or third that they kind of reached out and like like let's let's see. Solid Snake definitely crossover material, but I think it wasn't until later that they had the like the more awesome crossovers. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, hundred okay. percent. Um, yeah, but like especially the new one, there's Sonic in it. So like, oh my, oh my god, how many franchises? Right, we have. I don't know. Uh, like, even if you put all the Nintendo stuff aside with Ice Climbers and Duck Hunt and Punch-Out and all of that shit, then you just look at the third-party franchises they brought in. Like, they brought in Final Fantasy, and they have fucking Sephiroth and Cloud. They have Solid Snake. Um, yeah, Sonic. Oh, my God. Who else? Like, they have so many crazy things. I think they have... Well, if Castlevania Master Chief from- doesn't start showing up... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um... Wait, that would honestly be amazing. I would is, totally play a Smash Brothers with Master Chief in it. I mean, there, there are so many characters that I don't even know if the meme's like, is the Doom guy there? I don't even know. Like, I've been with the meme for a while. Is he in it? Like, he, he is in my head canon. I don't even know. Did you, you ever see that petition for that? <laughs> yes. No, but I believe it. <laughs> well, it was when um, the, the new Animal Crossing was coming out at the same time that the new Doom was releasing. Mm-hmm. And they, they like shared a release date, so there was crossover advertising, and it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Doom Guy and oh. Smash would be fantastic. Okay, I just found a fucking list of the franchises represented in Smash. This is oh, huge. Good. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna blow through this. Hey dear listener, this is another entry in the unfortunately recurring segment, the QQ Cast Rambles. So three, two, one, let's jam. Uh, Animal Crossing, Nintendo. Arms, Nintendo. Balloon Fight, Nintendo. Banjo-Kazooie is rare. That's now owned by fucking Microsoft. Uh, Bayonetta, second party Nintendo. Castlevania, that's fucking Capcom. Donkey Kong, Nintendo. Dragon Quest, that's Square Enix. That's external. Uh, Duck Hunt, Earthbound. Who owns Earthbound? HAL Laboratories. I don't even... What the fuck is Electroplankton? Never heard of it. Isn't that that music game? I think it's a music game. I don't even know. Uh, Electroplankton. Uh, yeah, that's what it's called. It sounds like a, that sounds like a pop techno pop band. Uh, Fatal Fury, an SNK fighting game. Final Fantasy, which is crazy. The the Miis. Fire Emblem, which is second party Nintendo. F-Zero, Game & Watch, Ice Climbers, Kid Icarus... Kingdom Hearts, again, Square Enix, Kirby, Mario, Mega Man, which is, again, Capcom, Metal Gear, Konami, uh, Metroid, fucking Minecraft, fucking Minecraft (laughs) Steve is in there. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. What kind of name is Steve? Uh, Nintendo DS, (laughs) that's not a franchise, I understand. Nintendogs, fucking Pac-Man, who owns Pac-Man? Bandai Namco, good God. Mm. Uh, Persona, that's who owns them. Atlas, um, Pikmin, Pilot Wings, motherfucking Pokemon, Punch Out. I'm in the P's, guys. Rob the Roblox, Splatoon, Super Smash Brothers itself is represented. Smash Brothers, no shit. Sonic the Hedgehog, Star Fox, Street Fighter, Tekken. I didn't even realize. Did you realize Tekken was in there? I didn't even fucking know Tekken was in there. Yeah, Kazuya Mishima, uh, Legend of Zelda. Oh my God, we're almost done. Tomo, uh, Tomodachi. Wario, Wii Fit, Xenogears, and finally Yoshi. Jesus Christ. It, ultimate Smash might be the ultimate crossover. 
of fighting games. Uh, yeah. Now that is a list. That's a fucking list. Good lord. For sure. Uh, All right, Zach. What what was what was the last Smash you played, and or what was your favorite Smash? Uh, <clears throat> I played the one on the Switch a little bit. Which one was that? Uh, that's just Ultimate Smash, I think, which has more content okay. than, oh my god, it's insane. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of, like, expansion-y type things for it. Um, I'm positive that I haven't gotten them all. But yeah, no, I mean, the, uh, the Smash Ultimate, oh, it, it had, like, an adventure mode that was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, no, just expansive doesn't quite cover it. Uh... That whole franchise is just... It's been insane from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just gotten more so over time. Uh, don't hate it. <laughs> don't hate it at all. Uh, love these days that it exists more than anything. Uh, don't really play fighting games all that much anymore. Now, same here. I don't really have much of a relationship with Smash. But uh, before I answer that question, around the horn, Ruli... Smash Brothers, what was the last one you played, and or do you have uh, a favorite? Um, whatever's on the Switch, and yeah. that one, because it has all the things, has so many all the things. I, mean, I just listed all the goddamn things, it's nuts. The Wikipedia article is very detailed about this. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the Switch one, they they've fighting games are great, because they have such a heavy emphasis on the feel of the controls that they use. <clears throat> and any fighting game that comes out that gets it wrong, even in the most minor, like, niche way, they get called to the fucking carpet for it. And if it doesn't get fixed, then nobody plays it. So Smash has every incentive in the world to be a game that is truly fun to play and feels good while you're doing it. And they nail it. They just nail it. Uh, it's it's a very satisfying experience overall yeah look I, I know everyone loves smash and i have nothing against smash but uh you know zach you said you don't do fighting games i've never really done fighting games almost at all um but my the thing that i liked in one of the smash games was the same reason i liked tekken 3 they had a side-scrolling beat-em-up mode and i believe that was uh i think that was super smash brothers brawl which is that game is that the gamecube yeah. one hmm was brawl i think was gamecube yeah, no, I think Melee, Maybe Melee or Melee was GameCube versus Brawl. Oh, you're right. Be Wii. I look. I don't. I don't fucking know. But the one that had the side-scrolling beat 'em up mode was the one I liked uh, the most, definitely. And that's because I'm weird. Because I'm just not doing the fighting game thing. Um, but Smash oh, Brothers is Wii. awesome, and the content is absurd. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, yeah, the one on the Switch, like I said, it has that adventure mode and. That was kind of the fun part. Even in the original, the like the original Smash Brothers was you could play against uh, CPU components or opponents, and yep. um, that was super cool. In the first one, on like what was it, the N sixty four? Yeah, the N sixty four. I do have memories <coughs> and, of that. My uh, friends and I would stay up playing that when we slept over at each other's houses. <laughs> oh, for sure. Life. Yeah, that one in the GameCube version in college was amazing. Um, but yeah, no, just like that that solo content that you can use to just kind of you know tool around with the game and play with it and you know experiment with the different characters without having you know somebody right next to you <laughs> talking shit the whole time. <laughs> uh, 
And then with the the Switch version, you get more of that. You've got that adventure mode, or even in the Wii version with the the side scrolling beat 'em up, as you said. Um, they're just they they find ways to make it engaging without like the need to be competitive about it, and that makes the whole franchise super appro- approachable, even with as much content as they have now. So. I don't know. I think Smash Brothers is fantastic, and like I said, it's not like fighting games are my area of uh, interest most of the time, but I have to appreciate it. It's not your bag. <laughs> it's really baby. good. <laughs> it's really good, though. Like, it's, you, you can look at it and be like, that's objectively really good, even if it's not my thing. So, that's cool. Alright, Ruli, you're up next. What All is right, the best I... crossover? I added something to the list. Uh, print re- relevant only because I think I heard this episode yesterday because I was kind of catching on this. Have you? Have any of y'all heard of Welcome to Night Vale at all? I have no idea what the hell you're talking about, Zach. Nope, that doesn't ring any kind okay, of bell. So, so I will. I will. This here's the. I guess the blurb for it. Welcome to Night Vale is a twice monthly podcast in the style of community updates for the small desert town of Nightmail, featuring local weather, news, annou- announcements from the secret uh, sheriff's secret police, mysterious lights in the night sky, dark hooded figures, and unknowable powers. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, but one of the episodes that they did, they basically like. Like the whole gimmick of the town is like no one knows about it, whatever. But like they they had one episode where like, like apparently everyone in America discovers the town. So they got a whole bunch of other podcasts to kind of do kind of like maybe like thirty seconds to like two minute kind of guests, you know, little little pieces. Um, so you may not have heard of Night Vale, but I'm guessing you've probably heard of like TED Radio Hour, ninety nine percent invisible, invisible lore, uh, Planet Money, Hidden yeah. Brain, stuff like that. Nope. So they got yep they, yep yep. So there's like a laundry list of all of those. Uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern. Have you heard of that one at all? No? That one I might have heard Not that one. Okay. Well, anyways. <laughs> Zach, you and I there's... have very different taste in podcasts. <laughs> Sorry. There's there's like 20 podcasts that they got folks to do little little references and kind of talk about. So I, I thought that was pretty cool of just kind of pulling some of the real world podcasts into this fictional universe to kind of poke fun of it. So I thought that was a cool crossover episode. Okay, I'll give it to you. That's neat. Um, I so I'm gonna, re- uh, dear listener, really linked us a wiki article, and I just want to read for you uh, three quick things. Synopsis: They know, they all know. Plot developments: TBA. Recurring segments: TBA. Guest cast: I'm not gonna read this. It would take me ten minutes. <laughs> it's huge. I was impressed by how they pulled it off. Oh, trivia: There is one bullet point. There is post-credit clip of my brother, my brother, and me. <laughs> this wiki article sucks. <laughs> hey, it has a list of all the things. That's all that matters. Fair enough. Oh, but I, but I will say, uh, I did learn about a new podcast from this. Um, have you heard of The Worst Idea of All Time? What is The Worst Idea of All Time? So it is a podcast hosted by New Zealand com- uh, comedians, and they watch Growing Ups 2. And they review it every week. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Fuck, I have to come up with a new topic every week. Why the fuck <laughs> do you think of this? In 1978, they were the best of friends. Everybody say, can't be chill. 
<laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so the hosts watch Adam Sandler comedy Grown Ups 2 once per week for 52 weeks. Oh, no! Jesus. <laughs> the first Grown Ups film. Oh, God. The 53rd episode, they just both commit seppuku on, on Mike. Eventually, they do talk about other movies, but oh, for a whole year, God. they did that one, so. It's like mukbang, but like worse somehow. <laughs> wow. Just fucking wow. Oh, okay. Uh, back to me, I suppose. So I want to give a weird shout out here. So uh, I am not big into the comic book world, but I do know a little bit. And I want to do a shout out for the YouTube channel Atop the Fourth Wall with uh, Linkara by Lewis Love. The character's name is Linkara, Lewis Love Hogue. I forget how to fucking pronounce his name. Anyway, Atop the Fourth Wall, where he reviews uh, comics and kind of does read-throughs of them. So I've learned a lot about comic world from that. Because he, he reads a lot of crossover episodes. Dude, there are crossovers for literally everything. Like Star Trek The Next Generation and Doctor Who. Uh, all this crazy shit. Batman versus Predator. Transformers versus G.I. Joe. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so um, between that and also then there's another cha- channel I like, which is kind of macabre, uh, called Alien Theory. Where he this one guy just does stuff about you know the Alien franchise. Um, I am now familiar with the fact that Batman has crossed over with not only the Predator, which is also pretty good, but with aliens, mm-hmm. wherein he, like, parachutes into uh, the, you know, South American jungle, and they get stuck in a cave with aliens that have uh, impregnated, like, crocodiles. Guys, it's pretty good. <laughs> Who'd have thought that Batman crossing over with aliens or Predator was... Was pretty good. But I mean, again, co- crossover comics are obscene. Things you'd never imagine. Oh, the X-Men crossed over with Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> so you have Picard and uh, Professor X. Maybe both played by Patrick Stewart. Who fucking knows? But um, shout out to Batman versus Aliens and even Batman versus Predator. They're actually surprisingly <laughs> fucking entertaining. And you can find effectively read-throughs of them by Alien Theory and or uh, Atop the Fourth Wall. Did, did you guys even know this was a thing? Oh, yeah, like, what is, like, Terminator versus RoboCop? Like, just, like, just pick two random franchises, and there's probably a comic book for it. Like, that's, that's why I'm kind of surprised there aren't more comic books in this, but I guess that's, that really is not my forte. Yeah, I'm not an expert, guys. I just put a list together. <laughs> no, there's no, there, I mean, but I mean, that, that's the thing, right? I mean, it's just, like, I know, I know you're kind of excluding Marvel, but, like, the comics kind of invented that crossover universe thing. Gotta sell those comics. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not excluding Marvel. It's just that, like, if it's two Marvel characters crossing over and they're basically, like, the cinematic universe, I just don't want to count it. Um, actually, so let's let's dis- let's debate something for a second. So Aliens and Predator, right? They were two completely separate franchises that had nothing to do with each other except that they were owned by the same parent company of Fox. So the first time there was ever a crossover was the Alien Skull in Predator 2, and that spawned the comic book series which went on to encourage uh, Fox to create the Aliens vs. Predator series. So now we think of them, and video games and everything else, we think of them as one series, but they weren't. So I guess you could make an argument that the Marvel stuff, well, they all started as separate comics and eventually they crossed over. I just, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like once they've bled together to the point where it's no longer like, how do they get here? It's a parallel dimension. Like, no, they just all live on the same fucking planet. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's a crossover anymore. Like, what do you guys think? Mm, mm, I don't know. I feel like it still kind of counts. Like, even if you're just drawing 
two different media into the same like shared universe, that doesn't necessarily mean that like it's not a crossover. They're two distinct things. They just happen to interact in a way. One of my, for instance, and I've brought this up before, saying that the uh, um, Event Horizon film <laughs> is in the same universe as the 40K universe. It's a good fan theory. I don't know if it's a crossover. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fantastic fan theory, and I feel like it counts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, that's that's not really a true crossover, though, because it's like its establishment, maybe like in the loosest possible way. It is a fan theory. Um, but yeah, it, I guess if you've got the characters from the franchises interacting, then yeah, it's a crossover. But I guess if you don't, then maybe it's not. I don't know. By, by the definition that all of those things can still be crossovers, I guess that means that, uh, dear listener, the answer to the quest is uh, world's finest crossover, animated crossover between Batman and Superman. Uh, that's it. That'll wrap up the quest. Uh, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I do have a contender, though. I, I think I have a contender that's legit. All right, bring it, bring it. Um, I, I'll be honest, I've never seen the episode, but I have seen the image, and I'm sold on the image itself. So um, apparently there's a Power Rangers episode where the Power Rangers team up with the Ninja Turtles. So oh, I don't think I have to add anything else, but that's pretty awesome. Oh, my God, uh, it yeah. is. It's a live-action episode. <clears throat> Holy yep. shit. What the fuck is, is this? That is fantastic. In the other direction, there's an episode of Supernatural where the uh, the Supernatural dudes, the brothers, get sucked into a enchanted television and to an episode of Scooby Doo where they team up with Scooby and the gang. Okay, that one was Zach, really good. Yeah, I, I want to talk entire about that, episode. but not right now. I want to talk about Power Rangers in space, <laughs> episode, season six, episode four. Uh, does it have a name? Shell shock. Oh my god. Oh my god. You gotta be fucking kidding me. That's fantastic. Oh, Jesus Christ. I gotta read the synopsis. Hold on. In order to destroy the Space Rangers, Astromeda uses her powers to brainwash another similar team of teen heroes, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, I'm not I'm not kidding. That's, that's, the, that's the synopsis. Well, well, <laughs> I really need Power Rangers to fight Daleks now, because Tom's <laughs> voice there really, really reminded me of a Dalek. <laughs> It's funny, but, but I mean, okay. The fact that you read the plot that that usually is like the trope for, um, and I bet you go to TV tropes, you'll find all of them uh, for a lot of these crossovers, right? It's usually like two groups of good, good, good guys, folks meeting each other and thinking that no, you're the bad guy, and they're fighting each other. You're like, no, why are you fighting each other? Y'all should be friends. And then eventually they realize, oh wait, you're fighting this person. I'm fighting this person too. We should be buddies and team up. True. It's a funny arc, played out, but always fun. Very played out. Oh man! I, now I want to go like learn about the behinds the scenes of this and like what suits did they use? Like, did they come from like this like, like the stage performers back in the day? Like, oh my god, I want to know the history of this. Um, in this wiki article, though, there's there's one error listed when uh, Astromina tries to cover Leonardo's mouth to make him stop talking. She covers his beak instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, there's all these notes and trivia. Oh my god! Wow. I'm admitting on mic that I want to watch a Power Rangers episode. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. <laughs> Why? They're cool. Didn't they do a reboot movie like recently oh, in I, relative terms? We were talking about that. They're going to make one this year. <laughs> well, they, you know, they, just, they did a couple of years ago. They made like a live action, like they're all live action, but like, yeah, like an American made big budget reboot movie. Yeah, they did. 
Are they rebooting again? Yeah. I don't know, but like I remember talking about it, and it was probably like I said a couple of years ago. But that's recent to me now because old. Um, I never did watch it, but I'm still sort of peripherally interested in watching it eventually. I don't know. I think what put me off was the reviews weren't that great. Maybe say, there's an important question here. Why? <laughs> it just it feels like one of those things that I should know about. I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on why. Congratulations. <laughs> You're nerdier like, than me. I didn't know that it was possible. I, you win. It's just like, I mm, I feel like I need to know more about this just so that I can tell you how shitty it is in real specific detail. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, uh, really, I think you actually cut the line. So, Zach, I think we're back to you. Uh, what's the All best right. crossover? All right. We got to go back to basics the very like one of the more classic ones that i can think of in media um jetsons meet the flintstones <laughs> all right you're gonna get the classic award that's for shit sure yeah or was so, it the Hera barbana universe i mean yeah you could make an avengers claim and say that it's not really a crossover because they're the same like franchise i guess uh but it did establish that they were you know these two shows you know, one about the far future, one about the distant, quote unquote, past, because I'm going to come back to that in a second. Uh, we're, you know, in the same universe and really in even the same like timeline. Um, the premise of the, the movie, and this was like a made for TV movie, is that it starts out with the Jetsons and the genius, you know, prodigy child Elroy makes a time machine. and He's going to take his family to the far future, but the time machine malfunctions and takes them to bedrock where they meet the Flintstones and have to like, you know, figure out how to repair the time machine and get back to their own time. And they have adventures and fun along the way. Uh, but it's also, <laughs> and I love this, my favorite fan theory about this or that this crossover spawned is that the Flintstones actually takes place in the, in the future, future. Yeah. in the future past the Jetsons <laughs> In a post-apocalyptic hellscape oh, after a beautiful. nuclear war. And I love that so much because it has so much to back it up. For instance, and this is the best one for me, uh, when they start the time machine at the beginning of the movie, Elroy is trying to take his family into the distant future. And the movie says, or the characters assume in the movie, that the time machine malfunctioned and took them to the past. Theory says, no, it didn't. It worked great. It took them into the 25th century, and that's where the Flintstones takes place. And oh my god, everything starts to make a lot more sense about the Flintstones. All the talking animals well, that were fact, mutated yeah, the, the by radiation. References was the big one all the too. pop culture references. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic, and I love it so much. I want I want more Hanna Barbera crossovers that are set up like Evil Dead. Hey, hey, boo boo, we hibernated too long. Let's eat a spaceman. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Jetsons meet the Flintstones. Fantastic, excellent crossover, excellent use of a crossover. So, uh, I think this was a thing that was trending not that long ago. Do you know when George Jetson's birthday was? Oh, God, no. I, I remember something it? about that. 2022. Yeah. It was oh, no. Year. That's oh, okay. No. It means that, that means that we have a long way to go until we get to Barney Gumbles. 
<laughs> Barney, Barney Rubble? Rubble's birthday, if it's in the future. Yeah. Oh, man, that's fucking funny. We'll okay. See. Uh, yeah, Zach, you get the classic award. Congratulations. That was pretty good. That was pretty fucking good. Um, all right, I'm going to throw us out into a whole different thing, and I have nothing else to add after this. Uh, Audio Slave. That was the Rage Against the Machine band where they, uh, when Zach DeLaRocca, the lead singer, left, they brought in Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. So, um, is that a crossover or is that just a band? Fuck if I know. <laughs> but I figured I'd throw a weird one they're, in They're here. so good, I'll allow it. Fuck yeah. I'm in. That was it. I don't know what else to add to music. Yeah, words, crossover. words don't mean anything. <laughs> Everything's made up. So, yeah, that totally counts. All right, Ruli, that was my lame uh, my lame one. Back to you, buddy. Um, I'm, I'm cheating and I'm looking at TV tropes. Uh, I'm going to go with one that I remember vaguely as a kid growing up, and I just thought it was totally rad. Um, when all the CSIs came together, <laughs> it was like CSI, does that count? It was like CSI Miami, CSI New York, Not CSI by my whatever. rules. Not by my rules, that doesn't count, but that's fucking funny as shit. Uh, okay, what was the other one that I saw that was pretty decent? Um, you know what, I'll cheat. The video game one that I don't think we've mentioned, uh, was it Battletoads and Double, Double Dragon? I oh, vaguely shit, remember yeah. that game. Yeah, yeah son. Well, it was fun. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Was that, was that made on the Super Nintendo? Oh, I don't even know. I'm just, I'm just remembering the title and that I played it. I remember yeah. punching people and riding jet skis and dying. We do our homework, dear listener. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I definitely want to, before we move on to news, there's definitely one more video game I want to talk in here, but it's probably not the one you're thinking. Uh, so, Zach, uh, let's do the final lap here. What's what's your last one? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> if it counts, my favorite one is the Event Horizon 40K one. But no, no, it doesn't count. In case it doesn't. In case it doesn't. All right, let's see. Um... I think I am going to have to go with, uh... oh, did we talk about Aliens vs. Predator? Uh, not no. exactly. I mean, I mentioned Ish. it, but no. Yeah. I mean, that's a good one. It's a good one. Just saying. I mean, again, like, did it become one universe? It certainly wasn't when it started. There's actually some really good graphic novels and comic series out there, that stuff. Again, uh, Alien Theory and A Top of Fourth Wall. Go look them up and you can see some great... Or you can have, like, narrated some great uh, comics for Alien vs. Predator. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, it's one of those that, like, they started separately, and maybe they were planned to come together. I don't know. But they, they add to each other's franchise. Um, Beautifully. In good, interesting ways. Except so, when on yeah, film. As, well, you know. <laughs> the fan stuff is always more fun. Right. Okay, I want to talk about one more video game, but oh, I, I cannot believe I had a revelation right now. I've thought about this this topic for days. I can't believe there's a huge revelation, a huge crossover that has never happened before and will never happen again. I'm going to tee that up for the last thing. So before we talk about that, um, you know, Fortnite is on the list, but like, I don't know, whatever. They're putting models in a game. I don't care. Um, so actually, I want to mention Kingdom Hearts because, Zach, I think you brought up Kingdom Hearts earlier. But Kingdom Hearts is really a crossover of three things. Kingdom Hearts is its own universe with its own very fucking bizarre lore. It's a crossover <laughs> between Disney and it's a crossover between Final Fantasy. So it's actually, it's kind of unique in that. However, confession time, 
I've never played, I mean, like, for more than five minutes, I've never played a fucking Kingdom Hearts game. So, uh, gentlemen, what is your relationship with the Heart Kingdoms? I mean, virtually none. I've <laughs> never played one. I mean, I've I've played maybe, like, a third of the first one. And it's one of those ones where, like, it looks interesting. I see a lot of people talk about it. But, like, as soon as I kind of dip my toe in the lore, it's just, like, this is just too... Contrived. Crazy and ridiculous. I'm like, I just want to go like punch people in the face with Jack Skellington. That's all I want to do. Just give, give me that part. I don't want to spend like slave away at like 20 hours to get there. I'm like, nah, that's fine. So yeah. I'm, I'm in the exact same boat. Like the Kingdom Hearts lore is so contrived and so fucking bizarre that it's just so not even worth it to me. Um, and yeah, really, it feels like they had the Disney license and then like... Uh, Tetsuya Nomura just kind of decided, yeah, you know, I don't really want to play with the Disney license, so we're going to go do our own thing. And it's like, you had all the Disney characters and you didn't have fun <laughs> with them? What is wrong with you? Um, Seriously. The other thing to mention about this franchise is that uh, its entries were scattered to the winds, because uh, we all know about Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3, obviously. But there's major, major story beats that play into all the other games on uh, Game Boy Advance games, <laughs> Dance DS game. games, yeah, even mobile phone games. <laughs> so when they released the compilation with Kingdom Hearts 3 recently, uh, what was that, two, three years ago now? Um, some of the games, they had to just like make little FMVs to be like, yeah, we're not releasing the phone game. <laughs> so that some of them just had to make FMVs to summarize the story so that you could get the Kingdom Hearts, they have the most bizarre names on the planet, 1.5 Ultimate HD, whatever the fuck compilation, just so that you could, like, learn story from, again, Japanese-only cell phone games. <laughs> um, it is the most fucked-up, bizarre uh, franchise. But it is unique. I will give it that. There are 15 games. Oh, well, there's shit. about wow. to no be way. there's about to be 15 games. 15? Uh, roll them off. So, okay. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2002, Chain of Memories 2004, Kingdom oh, Hearts hey, 2 name 2005. The systems, name the systems they're on too. I want to know. I, I don't have that right in front of me. <laughs> You're just going to have to look it up yourself. Uh, a lot of them are mobile games, like you said. Like uh, Re Chain of Memories coded 258 over two days. Yeah, that's the most Birth bizarre by name. Sleep recoded. <laughs> Dream Drop Distance 1.5 Remix. X 2.5 remix Unchained slash Union X 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. What the fuck does that even mean? Uh, it's, it's one of those uh, things. Kingdom Hearts just, 3. What is the numbering system? Like, like they should just jump jump I to don't X because because this decimal thing is not working out for them. Yeah, no, it's it's so fucked up. Anyway, Kingdom Hearts 3 uh 2019. I don't know what was this originally released on. Uh, PS4, Xbox One. Windows and Nintendo Switch, I guess. Um, I, there's uh, apparently there's a lot of problems with it on Switch, apparently. Um, so I don't think that it really gets much play there. Uh, the most recent entry that has been released is 2020's Melody of Memory, which is a rhythm game, uh, but apparently also advances the plot. Told you. And then. Mm -hmm. 2023, there's Missing Link, which I don't know what that's supposed to be. Uh, oh, it's an it's an, it's a phone game uh, <laughs> set in the Scala Ad Kalem between the events of Union X and Dark Road. You're just saying words now. These are it's not even words, <laughs> yeah. syllables you're making up. So mainline entry Kingdom Hearts 4 is um, 
announced, but there's no release date. It's probably not going to be this year since they've already got one. Although they have had years where they've released multiple titles. Uh, and since they've got a phone game in 2023, I don't know. Could be. Anyway, this one is, uh, let's see, set after the events of Kingdom Hearts 3 and Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, <laughs> returning protagonist Sora has become trapped in the lifelike world Jesus of Christ. Quadratum, while his companions, Donald Duck and Goofy, try to find and rescue him. I just... Okay, so here's... I don't know what any of that means. No, I know. It's so crazy. So, okay, here's, here's a fun uh, stat for you. Between the original Kingdom Hearts was released in 2002 for the PlayStation 2. Kingdom Hearts 2 was released in 2005 for the PlayStation 2. Kingdom Hearts 3 was released in 2019 for the PlayStation 4. So that was a huge fucking gap of 14 fucking years. Now, here's a really fun one. Between 2002 and 2020, right, so 18 years, there were only five years in that, in that time span that didn't have a Kingdom Hearts game released. And there was never two consecutive years in a row. So Kingdom Hearts is prolific despite having a 14-year hiatus between entries two and three. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Well, wow. they broke that trend after... Uh, melody of memory <laughs> in 2020 <laughs> yeah. there was no kingdom hearts game in 2021 or 2022 yeah I so that's the two years in a row but you know <laughs> extenuating circumstances indeed oh god it's so fucking crazy all right anyway yeah i i have been looking at like yeah i i guess i got a switch and i looked into like kingdom hearts 3 and apparently it runs like dog shit even now so really? i haven't so i haven't played it um and well, it's they're waiting not for kingdom like hearts going... 3.7 uh final yeah. reunion Remix hd upgrade Frog. edition yeah so it's just i can't i can't support that bullshit kingdom hearts 4 might be a good way a good entry point at this stage uh it seems like an opportunity to just like dive in even if you're midway into the lore and just accept that you don't know what's going on at first <laughs> uh i don't know maybe maybe it'll be fine i don't care <laughs> yep okay uh so the last thing i wanted to mention i cannot believe i just had this revelation now i seriously can't believe it um so gentlemen one of the most unique crossovers that thanks to licensing rights has never happened again and likely will never happen again oh i know which one I know which one it is. Can I take a guess? It's a movie. Is it Who Framed, is it Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes! Yes, okay. it fucking is! Because you had both um, the Looney Tunes and the Disney characters crossing over. So there is a scene where uh, Bugs Bunny talks to um, Mickey Mouse. There is a scene where uh, Daffy Duck is playing piano across from... Uh, oh my God, I'm so bad at remembering these animated characters' names. What the fuck is his name? Fucking DuckTales Dad. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, Donald Duck? Donald Duck, thank you. I can see why you would put Donald out of your memory. Yeah, you will never never see anything like that again. So what a a crazy film that probably had the most epic licensing crossover of all time. All right, now, uh, when did Who Framed Roger Rabbit come out? That was 1988. Damn. Uh, World was a different place. 1988. Oh man, okay. <laughs> See, I was about to relinquish my classic crown to you, but <laughs> Jetsons Meet the Flintstones was, was 1987. Damn you! I know, I know. The 80s, late 80s was a good year for, for crossovers, I guess. Yeah, apparently. Good years. 
Good times. Oh, all right. Uh, so, dear listener, those were the greatest crossovers. But before we get to the news, Ruli, who is our sponsor for this evening? Oh, I've had this queued up for a while. I got this one. After these messages, we'll be right back. Are you tired of writer's block? Stuck on what to say? Introducing ChatGBT, the <laughs> ultimate writing assistant. With ChatGBT, you'll never have to worry about what to say again. It's like having a witty and clever friend with you 24 7. Try right. I heard it's like having a Woody, and, and I'm like, yes, I'm getting an erection from this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like ChatGPT wrote that. It did. oh man oh i saw a fantastic post and i'm so so excited about the new generation going into school uh somebody was using their 3d printer to write the essay that chat gpt generated for them and i am just in awe (laughs) honestly like it's oh man easy a plus for me uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love the energy that that brings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to talk about the one that's like, um, I was hearing that it was at the OpenAI AI folks, both the, the drug dealer and the cops at the same time. Oh, they, they came up, <laughs> because they came out with a free service to be like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you if this this essay or whatever was written by an AI, AI bot like ChatGBT. Um, I mean, all this stuff is mostly free for now, but you know, they're going to have some like monetary thing around it sooner. Or wait, so, no, they like... I, well, that's like too much the, in the news. Were they were they bought by Microsoft or like Microsoft says some significant funding yeah, in no, them or something? So yeah, let's 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 segue into the news, dear listener. The news. Good news, everyone. Great news, everyone. Bad news, everyone. Uh oh, I don't like the sound of that. You are. Yay! Okay, we're back. Yay. So, so ChatGPT is the fastest growing user app of all time with two billion users in two months. And Microsoft announced a billion-dollar investment in them, but I don't think they actually purchased anything. Okay. Uh, but they're going to invest in it. Um, and additionally, now ChatGPT is going to start doing subscriptions, I think. Uh, I don't know exactly how that works. Um, but yes, it's evolving very quickly, frighteningly quickly. I am honestly a fan. Like, the more that I interact with ChatGPT, the more I get to treat it like a tool. <laughs> I had this moment in uh, it at work when I was dealing with like recording a video for a demo for the thing that we're, we're working on. Uh, and I had this issue with the recording where I had gone through this whole thing and it sounded great to me, but for whatever reason, the sound that was uh, the sound levels in the video were really low. Like it was a very quiet recording and it sounded fine to me because I'm on a headset and you know, <laughs> That's that's great, but anybody that was looking at this thing on a laptop had to like crank their volume all the way up to get it to a not even quite conversational volume, uh, which yeah, it's a problem. We're supposed to be vending this to people who may not like do that. Uh, so I I don't do video editing very often. I had to figure out how to increase the volume of my video. And I and I did a Google search and I looked around and I found a, you know a couple of online tools that like maybe would sort of work. Um, a lot of the the popular ones, you know, you had to pay for premium features like <laughs> equalization. Uh, <laughs> so it's like oh I don't want to do that. And then I I had the bright idea to say hey ChatGPT how do I 
increase the audio volume in a recorded video. And it gave me, it, it, I went through a couple of prompts for it and was like, refined it down to like, I'm on a Mac and I have, you know, these tools and it's an MOV file. And it got me to the point where it was like, hey, why don't you just use iMovie? And that worked fucking perfectly. It gave me specific instructions on how to use iMovie to increase the volume levels in my video to the point where they were, you know, reasonable. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> as a tool, I'm a fan. It's fucking nuts. Should I just throw this podcast at it? Hey, Jack I mean, GPT, yeah. edit this fucking thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it didn't do the work, but like giving me the, the detailed instructions on how to do the thing... Uh, the real specific thing that I needed to do without any of the other bullshit and without having to like wade through a ton of search results. Yeah, I did have to give it more information to get down to the useful bits. Like I started with a very general, hey, how do I increase the volume of a video? And then gave it more details about my specific case to get it to give me something actually useful. But like, that's fine. You know, using the tool to get at the information that you need to do your job is a fantastic use case for it. And I'm very excited about that aspect of it. It's so terrifying. I mean, it's cool as fuck. It's so terrifying. I mean, it is and isn't at the same time. Like, I think one of the use cases that's going to kind of blows up already was just like any type of new information since it's like it's trained on whatever stuff that is X number of years old, right? It's... You couldn't ask that to help you with like iMovie 2023 or something like that, right? So yeah, it's, yeah, for sure. It still needs like that breadth of content to get a reliable answer for things. So it's kind of interesting. Like I, I think it's like it is a sweet spot of like a what's that curve of like cutting edge things to like kind of like whatever, just like like the the trailing things. I think it's going to be like super helpful for like some of those that subset of problems. That's like. It's maybe like a year too old type thing, and you don't really want to try to go look for stuff. But you know, it's it's uh, I I just I'm really curious on like what it trained on because I think that really kind of makes me trust things and not trust things. Yeah, no, I dig it, and it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> ChatGPT, what was my train of thought? <laughs> we trained it with Seinfeld, which I'm going to talk about in a second. Uh, yeah. No, I mean oh, it's wait, it's exciting, but it's it's fun too. Oh, I saw another one. Uh, there's a, a teacher. You know, a lot of schools have banned access to ChatGPT on uh school computers. Which, yeah, I get it. It's a little knee jerky, but fine, sure, whatever. Um, so you figure out how to integrate it into the world that you are exposing to children. Yeah, okay. Pump the brakes a little bit. But there was a teacher who was like, this feels like it's going to be an important tool. So how do I you know, get around a total ban on the technology? And her approach was to assign basically an essay to her students. She's an English teacher. But she had ChatGPT write the essay first. And then she went in and edited it because it didn't do like... Uh, an A plus job uh, on this essay for like a book report, basically. So she went in and edited it and stripped out uh, some of the weird bits that didn't make a ton of sense 
like all she was doing she wasn't even correcting the sentences she was just like eh what you've got here just pull that out and left a blank in the essay gave that to her students and was like here's what chat gpt gave you and here's all the bits that are useful from that output you fill in the blanks and like the responses that she was getting from her students was basically like i i didn't like how constrained it uh it felt like i i wasn't able to explore the topics uh in different directions and she was like well yeah but that's a consistent problem in your writing you keep getting way off topic and on and on and things like that and she i think used it effectively and used it to encourage the level of critical thinking that you need to operate a tool like that you know with any degree of effectiveness yeah, that, that's uh, seriously so, you know, impressive I think on that's the part cool. of the teacher like it, it seriously is at the same time i'm just terrified like we are working around the tools of the internet now it's, it's terrifying yeah but we have been for decades i mean it's just such an ingrained part of everybody's and i'm gonna say workflow uh where did that word fucking come from uh <laughs> so it's just it makes so much sense to get get people who are going to be using these tools at one point regardless familiar with what they are and what their limitations are and how to evaluate the quality of the tools that they're using so it's you know it's kind I think of funny that's, it kind of it kind of um, brings me back to like when I was in high school. Like we had some assignment where um, one of the teacher was just like, <clears throat> "Oh, here, here's this here's this article on the web," and it was just like all these like like completely like inaccurate facts and everything like that. But then like she's like, "It's on a university website. It is written by a professor. You know what what things would you kind of look at to kind of like prove that this is probably like him just like shit posting online." Um, and, and I think those are those are skills that are hard to come by. It's like like uh, the bullshit detector type stuff. I'm sure, yeah. I remember there's a technical word for it, but yeah, just like critical like, thinking. Yeah, really, uh, how, we don't talk about politics on this podcast. So if you're trying to talk about people having critical thinking or bullshit detectors, I'm not even going there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and there was the whole thing, like, even when we were in school, like, you can't use Wikipedia. Don't use Wikipedia. It's all like user edited and shit. But hey turns out you can use wikipedia as long as you don't quote the wikipedia article you go to the sources, sources they cite yeah. and that was a thing that we figured out like that was never mm -hmm. explicitly taught it was just you know you looking at the tools that you have available and figuring out how to use them effectively that's what this teacher in my story was trying to impart on her students and i think that's a good lesson in general so, yeah. you know, I, I guess stuff like that makes me less worried about, you know, how these kinds of tools are being, you know, or, or would end up being used because it's a story that we've seen play out before. Yeah, it's different. And yeah, it's, you know, nominally more powerful than anything that we've used previously and depending on how you evaluate it. But ultimately it's, the same thing as Wikipedia, just in a new form. All right. Do you want me to terrify you in regard to how these tools are being used, Zach? All right, I'm in. Counterpoint really? me, Your Tom. mechanical keyboard is the most mechanical keyboard that's ever been mechanical. Um, <laughs> have you guys heard of Nothing Forever? 
I have, just because you sent it to us. <laughs> oh, did you just send it to us? Uh, no, I said it like a day ago. Um, so it's a Twitch channel where these two people have created an AI-generated episode of effectively Seinfeld that never ends. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Is bit after bit after bit that is just auto-generated, so you can watch it. You can watch AI-generated Seinfeld forever. <laughs> that is amazing. It is hilarious, partly in how not how unfunny it is, and partly in that like it is funny and that it's doing that. It's <laughs> oh my god, dude! It's uh, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so I did. Uh... So me and one of my friends were watching it for a bit and like, you know, uh, talking about it and laughing and sharing shit. And so I do have uh, one joke in it that I was like, okay, wait, you know what? That joke's actually really funny, which means I'm assuming uh, ChatGPT plagiarized it. So let me find that here. Okay. AI Elaine. There is a new Italian-Mexican fusion restaurant we should try. AI Jerry. Do they serve chips with marinara or mozzarella sticks with salsa? (laughs) I thought it was pretty good. good. That's pretty good. Uh, Yeah, dude, it's, uh, I don't know. Go go check it out. It's uh, uh, nothing forever, but actually, I guess that, so I think the original Twitch channel was trying to monetize and it got like struck or something. So now it's Twitch TV slash watch me forever, even though the show is still named nothing forever because it's a show about nothing. Oh, by the way, it has make sense mode on. (laughs) Apparently they can turn that shit off. Uh, let's see. Here's a here's a bit that I haven't read. Uh, Larry, AI Jerry. Hey guys, I just heard something interesting. Did you know that most people can't tell the difference between a sliced apple and a jelly donut? Elaine, are you serious? That's nuts. How did you hear about that? Sounds like something Fred would do. Fred. <laughs> A.K.A. George. No way. <laughs> I wouldn't need a jelly donut if you paid me. Although it would be kind of funny to do a taste test and see who can tell the difference. Well, I think that's a great idea. Let's do it tomorrow. All right, it's a date. Well, <laughs> if it's a date, I'm going to bring the donuts. <laughs> I just... Yeah, nope. That sounds that that sounds like Seinfeld to me. In I'm in. content, dude. Occasionally, it'll, it'll cut to Jerry doing stand-up, and then it'll cut back to the apartment and it keeps having the uh, establishing shots outside the apartment and it randomly adds the laugh track dude it's so it's just conceptually so fucking hilarious uh, all right uh anyone else have one more news headline to, to take us home uh i don't know i swear there's been stuff yeah. Well, Ru- I've been so heads down with yeah, other Ru- things. Really, you and I did both put uh, link in here. We could do those articles. Um, we can do that. So, uh, Netflix unveils its plan to prevent password sharing. They're going to do the basic stuff you would have expected: uh, watching trends, IP addresses, you know, hours, basic shit. But yeah, they're trying real hard to crack down on it. Um, what do you guys think is going to happen from this? I I mean, I see, you know, some people getting strikes, but do you think oh, Netflix they... can really enforce this? Or are they just going to drive people off? Like, what, what do you think? I'm like, did they already roll it back? <laughs> uh, yeah, they said that apparently the rules that they announced were a mistake. Well, and a big part of it was just fucking ridiculous. And apparently in order for your 
uh, device to remain active with your Netflix subscription, uh, it needed to uh, log into Netflix every at least once every 31 days. Otherwise, your account would be banned, which is just fucking ridiculous on its face for a lot of reasons, not least of which is, hey, anybody who travels for more than a month just is banned from Netflix. Well, well, Um, not even (laughs) traveling, right? Like, my use case is um, we have a tablet for my daughter, and sometimes it stays at one of the parents' house, and she watches Netflix there, and it's our account, and... It just works because you doesn't have to worry about using the, the account there. So it's kind of this weird like inverse thing where it's just like if they want to do the home thing, then let me have an unlimited screens at my house if that's what you're going to be gauging me, me by. Don't have this weird like pay extra to get three screens or pay extra to get four screens. But oh no, not four screens everywhere. Just four screens only within this one little geographical location. It's just it's just so weird. I don't like it. Yeah, I love how no, your it's... one use case just broke the whole thing. Yeah, it's real. It's real fucking stupid. Like it's just there's so many uh, things like that. Like anybody who's active military and gets deployed for six months, uh, they get home and now you can't use Netflix. Okay, sure. <laughs> and it's well, just so stupid because anybody who's gonna fall into that trap isn't gonna resubscribe. So like, where where's the what 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 audience do they think isn't tapped? What money do they think that they're losing that they're going to gain with that kind of a rule? Well, but I mean, that's the thing, though. It's just like, take my money. I, I want I want five screens because I have another, another tablet. Because I actually had the other day as like I was watching it on my phone. And they're like, oh, you can't download this because you hit your, your four thing limit. I'm like, that sucks. I'm going to uninstall this and not watch a Netflix show now because I want to put this on this other device. Um, yep. they can. They should just take my money. I want to give them money. They have a product. <laughs> let's let's make this what happen. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to give Netflix money though? I just I watch less and less Netflix all the time. I mean, Dude, my, it's my just... kids watch it all the time. Fair enough. Yeah. Gabby's Dollhouse. All their kid content is pretty pretty a game. Yeah, and like I don't have a problem with uh you know with. with having a subscription that I don't even know about at this point, <laughs> but it's, it's got the same sort of uh, economics as any media at this point. You know, if it's available and it's reasonably priced, you're probably going to make money on subscriptions or your rental fees. If you're Amazon prime or whatever, you know, video games, same way. If you've got easy ways to get at that content on the platform that you want to use it on, Paramount Plus. Yeah, you're going to get your 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 sales and the thing is people yell and scream and make, you know, big stompy mad noises about piracy, but it's shown over and over that people who pirate content, especially now when you've got, you know, the age of on demand for basically everything, people who pirate content were never going to be customers ever. Under any circumstances, and Netflix has that same problem, except they're exacerbating it by saying by making it harder. And so now, anybody who can't, or for whatever reason, it's inconvenient to get at their content, they're just not going to pay for it. Did Zach cut off for you, or did I lose my internet? Uh, no, apparently Zach did, but I thought it was me. I hope you're <laughs> recording. Are you recording the feed as well? Yeah, I'm recording the feed oh, as thank well. Thank God. Upload that later. Zach's back. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. The problem is that, ironically, Netflix is sucking up all the bandwidth on the internet. We can't record. <laughs> anyway. Go, go finish your thought, and then I have one more for you. 
Uh, I kind of did, and I don't remember where it ended up. But uh, basically, yeah, no, Netflix is creating a piracy dilemma, uh, yeah. and they are creating more pirates. And pirates are never customers. Yeah. So once once they're yeah. gone, they're gone because it's amazing and incredible. Yep. 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 Um, yep. So like, one of the thoughts that I had too is just like I'd honestly be surprised if they actually go the full way with this because um, the way that they talk about viewers in the sense of like oh we we count viewing the movie as like watching like the first 10 to 20 minutes of a show or whatever right so if they're actively like removing eyeballs from this i I just wonder how much that would kind of eat into some of their like you know stats or whatever they talk about about you know how many people actually look at the content um would they kind of change the metrics around that or would you know you have a show like something like let's just say squid games would never be number one because oh well they banned it from being watched by other people so just just wondering how much that would have an impact yeah Uh, (laughs) significant is my guess and it's just like they saw their feet and decided absolutely fucking not and got out a 12 gauge so (laughs) I, I don't know where the thought process is coming from. It's so dumb. What's that scene in Glass Onion? It's so dumb. It's brilliant. <laughs> no, it's just, just dumb. dumb. <laughs> I need to watch that movie. All right, Ruli, last headline. Do it. Uh, Twitter replaces its free API with a paid tier and quest to make more money. Just leading from the bridge. I don't. I don't. I, everyone saw this announcement today, and everyone's like, "Why?" And and everyone who's like making bots, you know, that like you know do like we're gonna post a picture of this like cat every hour, or we're gonna AI generate some silly picture for you. They're like. I'm not going to pay to use this anymore. They're like, I, I spend more money on like making the infrastructure of like, you know, Amazon and digital ocean. I'm not going to pay to use Twitter for this. It's a fun little project. Peace out. So um, the official no- announcement was uh, from the Twitter dev account was starting February 9th, we will no longer support free access to the Twitter API, both V2 and V1.1. A paid basic tier will be available instead. Um, and that's it. Like, there's no no information on price, no information on like what's going on. Who knows? Uh, yeah, with a one week notice. God, that is such a terrible, terrible idea. Jesus. So, okay, my my thought on this, yeah. and we're, we're engineers, so you know, uh, correct me here. My thought on this is is the classic question of ingress versus egress, right? Clouds will let uh, whether you're Amazon, whether you're GCP, Azure, uh, clouds will make ingress free. They will suck in and slurp in all the data you want to give them. But egress is what costs money, right? Giving data back out onto the internet, hosting. So the concept that Twitter wouldn't want, like really you said, bots or other things to be posting data into the Twitterverse just seems so horrendously bad for business. Um, I... I Maybe I'm thinking about this wrong. What what's y'all's take? This just seems well, so fucking bizarre. Well, well, first of all, like again, the the tinfoil hat thing that I said the last time, bad for business might be the end game after all with yeah. all these decisions. Kind of hard to tell. Um, but I think from a lot of stuff that they've done, I think it's been like like their weird negotiation strategy has been like. We're going to say the absolute worst thing ever, and then we're going to backpedal to something in the middle that's like still bad. But you're like, well. At least I'm not paying for you know whatever. So I, I think they they might be testing the waters for this, but I can't imagine that they would um, have. I, 
I don't even know what they would think because like it's a free tier. Like they, they offer like paid versions of the API that you can do for like real business professional type things. Like they're not going to get money out of people that weren't paying money for it in the yeah. first place. I mean, I mean admittedly, uh, Elon does love shock and awe campaigns. So I don't know. Zach, what's your two cents? Uh, I, I really loved this response in that thread. Uh, Western Union Telegram. Fuck you. Stop. Strong letter to follow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so dumb. Uh, anyway. Oh, there was another really good one that was like, I like it, but I think we should go even further. I mean, Twitter provides so much value. Why should it be free? I think it should cost money to use it at all. This would also help normalize spending money so Twitter blue users will be made fun of less. Think about it, Mr. Musk. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I I hope Twitter goes to a paid subscription model. <laughs> I just it would remove any semblance of relevance. I got nothing, y'all. I got nothing. And we can at least try to not turn it into yet another probably justifiable Elon bashing session. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. All right. Any other news? All mm. right. Good. Dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Uh, gentlemen, will we be back next week? Amen. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we only had one episode in January, but, you know, I think that's okay. It was kind of fucking busy for about a million fucking reasons. So let's see if we get back on a regular cadence. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. Life always finds a way to get in the way, including, you know, children and colds and you know disease spreading machines right Ruby? <laughs> yep all right well hey guys thanks again thanks Thank Tom. You. and until next time dear listener qq for only eight dollars a month with qq blue and you get discounted Yay. access to the apis right. hooray yay Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that any and all views expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them. Not of their friends and family, not of their co-hosts or co-workers, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Again, thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality. Achievement unlocked. Complete the whole podcast in all its mediocrity, you monster.